Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. Its mission to explore the solar system, to seek all new observations and data. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. I'm Tim Robertson, the host of the Observer's Notebook and also the coordinator of the training program within the ALPO. Thank you for downloading and listening. The ALPO collects and analyzes observations of various solar system bodies and associated phenomenon and publishes detailed reports concerning these objects in its quarterly publication, the Journal of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. This podcast depends upon donations from you, our listeners, to keep it alive. If you do enjoy what you hear in the podcast, you can donate to it via Patreon by giving as little as $1 a month. If you feel even more generous, for $5, you receive early access to the podcast before it goes public. For a monthly donation of $10, you receive a copy of the Novice Observer's Handbook. And for $35 a month, you receive producer credits on the podcast and one year's membership to the ALPO. You can help us out by going to www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash Observer's Notebook. If you'd like to join the ALPO, membership begins at only $18 a year. For more information, visit us on the internet at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for ALPO Astronomy. And this podcast also has a Facebook page as well. Just search for Observer's Notebook. And if you enjoy what you hear in the podcast, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode of the Observer's Notebook. This is a special edition of the Observer's Notebook. It's a roundtable with a bunch of members of the ALPO. Unfortunately, one of them didn't have the greatest audio quality. I've tried to clean it up as much as I could in post, but it was still very difficult, and I apologize. It was hard to listen to at points. Here you go. Hope you enjoy. to welcome everybody back to this very special edition of the Observer's Notebook podcast. We are having a ALPO roundtable with some very special guests. Um, we have Julius Benton here. We have Ken Pichetli, uh Jim Melka, and Bob Lunsford. Welcome, guys. Thank you very much. I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah, we're on a little video chat. So <clears throat> we, don't have, um, we don't have uh, Jim video, do, do we? No, no, he doesn't have a camera. Okay. But we're doing it this way. So we'll start off with Julius. Just introduce yourself and tell us about what you're working on. Yeah, I handle the Saturn and Venus sections. I'm the coordinator for both of those. And uh, right now I'm doing some uh, work on some apparition reports that uh, I've been working on for a few weeks. And um, that's coming along well. Got up and observed this morning. Um, you can see the planets all lined up across the sky. Jupiter, Saturn, Mars. Pretty nice. But... And- uh, we have Venus in the evening sky right now too, so that's yeah. Getting many reports for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a lot uh, from all over the world. I, I had like 30 observations coming in the last five days. It's amazing how oh. many people are observing Venus. Now Saturn is really not well placed quite yet, but um, people are starting to pick up observations. The guys in Australia are sending in uh, images. 
uh, and uh, they've been pretty uh, early during the apparition. Their position for viewing because of the declination of Saturn means that uh, they got a better view than we do. And I've just got to wait until, until it clears a couple of trees and rooftops around here to be able to pick it up. To wait until uh, you know twilight comes up a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm starting my observing campaign again with Saturn, and of course Venus. A couple of uh, unfortunately uh, badly placed trees uh, behind my house, um, but uh, yeah, I think Ken knows a guy that can take care of those trees. I don't know. <laughs> oh well, we had a storm take care of some of those. Uh, but, uh, that was back in 2016 when Hurricane Matthew came through here, but. We had them cut down, and uh, I've still got a fairly decent view now. It's not too bad. Okay. Okay, let's talk to Ken. Greetings and salutations. Uh, I'm Ken Poshedley, uh, head or coordinator of the ALPO publications section. And uh, up until recently, I was uh, editor and publisher of the ALPO journal. Uh, however, uh, after doing it since 2001, I'm trying to gradually back away and uh, have uh, thankfully located another member of the ALPO. His name is Sean Dillis, who has uh, thankfully taken over the editorship of the uh, journal. I'm retaining currently the uh, formatting position of uh, doing the electronic layout and so forth. And I think I might have someone who will possibly assume those duties as well. So I'm, uh, you know, that's what I do. I mean, I'm also on the, uh, the Alpo Board of Directors, and uh, I'd like to say a couple things. First of all, uh, Julius, how come my office doesn't look as nice as your office? <laughs> You've been here, so you, you know what it looks like. <clears throat> uh, just to let you know that I've uh, uh, completed formatting of your, uh, your paper on probable meteor impact on Mars, and uh, you have that to take a look at for review. And uh, we'll talk about it another time. Okay. Great. Now, Jim, why don't you just uh, give everybody a little five-minute introduction to yourself? Yeah, Jim Melker. Uh, I've been assistant Mars coordinator since uh, 2000, and uh, well, I retired in 2004. We spent quite a bit of time on that. I. Uh, Usually publish highlights website page um, for the various various apparitions. And uh, anyway, I can tell you more about this apparition. Thanks. All right, Bob, Mr. Meteor, Mr. Meteor, yeah. <laughs> My name is Bob Lunsford. I've been the uh, meteor coordinator for ALPO for God knows how many years. <laughs> anyway, I have been busy since retirement on January 1st, uh, collecting all the observations for 2019. I just finished that. And uh, this is actually from three different groups, ALPO, AMS, and the IMO. And I'll be putting that on the uh, ALPO website shortly. It uh, turned out to be 19 pages of uh, data on an Excel wow. spreadsheet. So it was a really good year. I uh, was getting a little, little disgusted with the work going on up here. So I recruited a bunch of guys from the Southern Hemisphere 
who have uh, good good rates at the beginning of the year because we usually only get like one page <laughs> from January to June because there's not much going on in the Northern Hemisphere. So we recruited a bunch of guys from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Brazil, and South Africa. And we have tons of data from all over the world now. So I'm really happy with that. And I look forward to sharing that. Uh, unfortunately, right now, it's the doldrums for the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, no meteor showers are going on. You can go out on a perfectly good night and only see about five an hour. So uh, it would take a dedicated observer to stay awake for that. <laughs> yeah, very true. Now, here we are... Uh we are abiding by the national regulations of social distancing by doing this, this, uh, this podcast as we are. I want to know how's, how is everybody holding up during this time? Well, it's, it's been a strange experience. Um, I've had opportunity to kind of work on some things here at home that I haven't been able to do for a while, but, uh, it's going well. I just keep my distance from folks. And, uh, like I said, I run out to the grocery store from time to time and go get gas, go to the bank, go to the post office and, then I'm pretty much uh, here at home, uh, trying to do as much observing as I can and catching up on some reports that I'm trying to get done. Now, the nice thing about this hobby, it's it's a loner hobby a lot of times. You're out there with your telescope or you're out there on your lounge chair looking at meteors in the sky. So it's pretty much, unless we're doing star parties, which I don't, which I don't think anybody's doing right now. No, so, I doubt that. Yeah. So, Ken, what about you? How are you getting by well, this time? I'm I'm sort of in uh, Julius's uh, situation where uh, we're both around the same age. So I am pretty much holed up in the house, uh, go out to walk the dog, get the mail at the end of the driveway. Um, I understand this morning or not this morning, but yesterday morning I was watching, um, there's a great program on CBS called CBS this morning. And they took some questions uh, about the virus. And one of the questions was, is it safe to go outside? And the answer was definitely yes, because uh, the sun's UV rays are what can kill or do kill the virus. So that what gives you sunburn uh, also kills off the virus. So um, this afternoon, matter of fact, here in Atlanta, it's uh, a rather nice sunny day. So I'm outside cutting the grass. Um, in relation to the also in relation to the COVID-19 thing. I sent an announcement out over the Alpo member discussion e-list, email list, asking for comments from people about how this has affected their astronomy, you know, activities. I got a few kind of flippant remarks. Uh, I'm going to uh, contact our uh, secretary and have him do what's called an email blast to everybody to find out what everybody is doing if they're cutting back on anything, because I'd like to run a story in the next journal about this because it is affecting everything and everybody one way or the other good and bad. That's true. That's true. What about you, Bob? Um, I've got an acre of land, so I got plenty of room here. I haven't been out, out of uh, off our property for more than two weeks now. Wow. Uh, I've got two grown kids that live uh, upstairs so we send them out to go grocery shopping and gas up the vehicles. So uh, I'm having no problem here. And um, it's, it's not, not been a world of change. Although Ken reminded me, um, I also take care of uh, fireball reports for the uh, AMS 
And our reports have dropped off by more than 50% uh, since a lot of folks have been quarantined. Uh, so I guess, you know, since a lot of these meteors or fireballs are seeing people driving around, mm-hmm. um, what used to be over 100 a day is now falling to 25 and 35. So That's very that true. definitely has affected that. And still dash cams that pick them up. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jim? Uh, we're doing fine. Uh, limiting outside travel to stores and, and whatever. <laughs> pharmacies but yeah my wife and i are fine our our grown children all left they're fine too oh good to hear good to hear yeah we're i live here in southern california my wife and i she retired last year and i'm still working but i'm able to work from home which is which is nice and a couple weeks ago we took our rv out for an extended weekend which was went to a campsite that has like 300 slots and there are probably 25 rvs in the entire place so I want to say, this is Ken, I'd like to say, you have had your hands full a lot, uh, Tim, in that if it isn't the quarantine going on, last fall, you, you almost lost your house in the fires. Yeah. And luckily, it just completely missed your house. Yep. You're, you're, it started at our back door and went the other direction. Luckily, the wind was blowing south and not north. That's mm. very, very, very true. Yeah, it was, would have been a bad day all around. Okay. Um. So Ken mentioned that what, you know, wants to know how this has changed your observing at all. How has it? Uh, Julius, how has this changed your observing? Is it giving you more time? Actually, there's a little bit more time from, I don't go to a remote site, uh, you know, where I used to go. I mean, if I do meteor meteor observing, I go where it's nice and dark, but I can do it from my house uh, off and on. But uh, mainly I've been concentrating on, uh, doing observations of Saturn and Venus because Saturn is not as well placed as I hope it's going to be, or it's going to be pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, I'm just catching up on some things that, uh, you know, observing the moon has been fun as well, but some more leisure time to observe like I want to, but, uh, it's allowed me to do some cataloging of reports. And I mean, I keep getting lots of reports from folks on Venus right now and Saturn is starting to pick up all of a sudden from Australia. So, uh, the, uh, Images and data are coming in. Great. Now, what about you, Ken? I know you're very involved with the local astronomy club there, and uh, right. I know you have a site. Are you guys, you guys are not holding star parties, I assume. Right. Um, well, there's the main Atlanta astronomy club, which is really, really cut back because of obviously the situation. And uh, if any of you listeners have been anywhere near Atlanta, you know it is a huge, sprawling area. Uh, so there is a one and only chapter of the Atlanta Astronomy Club way southeast, around 40 miles southeast of Atlanta. And uh, the meetings are held at a state, it's, a, it's not a, a reserve, it's a controlled hunting and fishing area called Charlie Elliott Wildlife Center. And uh, we, the Charlie Elliott Astronomy Club meets there once a month. And uh, because it is so far away, we do have a dedicated field right on site there that's nice and dark. Not as dark as New Mexico, but it's dark enough for us. And uh, we have some great meetings. And we did cancel the March meeting. Uh, The April meeting, if it is held, will probably be a teleconference or or a video conference. Uh, You know, Julius has been a speaker at both the Atlantic Club and the Charlie Elliott chapter meetings. So he knows that uh, they're a nice, uh, cordial bunch of people. So uh, 
And I myself have been too scared to actually go out and do anything even in the backyard. We do not have, um, we have hardly any uh, streetlights in our subdivision. So, and I'm a lunar and planetary guy anyway. And I think all of us will admit that it's got to be pretty bad if you can't see the moon. <laughs> Light pollution is bad, but you can almost always see the moon. But I've, um, I'm now thinking of uh, venturing out uh, any clear evening and um, trying to do at least something because all of this is doing is giving me more time to work on the journal all over again. But wait a minute, aren't I trying to <laughs> kind <up>. of move away? <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I know our local astronomy club, they can't, they canceled last month's meeting. They're, I'm pretty sure they're going to cancel the one in April. Um, and uh, Neef was also, I guess Neef is doing a, uh, virtual get together. I don't know how that's going to work. That I guess April 4th, but yeah, any public star parties and I'm sure are, are on hold like everything else right now. Yeah. It's been, real, it's been real interesting for my grandkids because they're, they're out of school and they're working remotely and, uh, they're doing okay. The teachers are sending them assignments and they're working from their, uh, <clears throat> their laptops. And uh, they've been able to follow through with those. But I don't think they're going to go back to school at least uh, most of Georgia until I don't think they'll even go back this semester. The yeah, my, the year. yeah, my son's an elementary school teacher up in Oregon. He says they told him to prepare for the rest of the school year to be done. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Never seen anything like it. How many but, of you uh, guys, how many of you guys, uh, because we're all eh, similar in age, uh, how many of you go hot and cold on this? I mean, I, I'll go through periods of worrying like crazy because of the age factor. Plus all of us have underlying health conditions and then I'll go like, eh, it's, it's going to go by no big deal. How many of you also get like hot and colder? Or are you all just totally positive? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I, I go back and forth with it a little bit. I mean, I worry about it some, but I mean, I'm not going to sit around 24 hours just, you know, stressed out the whole time, but I'm just being careful and that's all you can do and just avoid crowds and keep our distances from people and just don't do anything careless. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, I'm trying to be as positive about it as I can. It's just kind of depressing to know that, uh, you know, it's, it's been the way it is and I don't know if it's going to end anytime soon. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, I think we all run kind of hot and cold. Um, I haven't been out, and I really don't worry about it. But uh, you know, you watch the news on TV, and when you have some guy uh, delivering uh, pizza or Amazon. You get a little nervous when he <laughs> he gets close. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's. I, I find that strange. I I can't imagine myself doing that. But yeah. Uh, I, I'll admit to having now those feelings. <laughs> yeah, w one of the first days of working from home, I had the TV on all day, and I sat, and it was just it was constant, constant news, constant coronavirus, and I'm like, am I sitting here waiting to get sick? That's <laughs> well, how I yeah. that. That's, that's, that's price exactly, is right. That's exactly how I felt. I was, I, I'm just sitting here waiting until I oh, what's that scratch in my throat? Was that something? That's <laughs> like TV off, binge watch something. It's uh, either that or you get stuck watching those stupid game shows, and we don't want to get into that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, there's no. better things on TV like the uh, Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that yesterday for five hours. <laughs> uh, that was five hours of my life I'll never get back. How about you, Jim? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I've been, I don't really worry about it very much. Uh, uh, I've 
I'm busy in the nurse um, contract project with uh, one of the principal investigators of the Mars Express and Mars Reconnaissance by the way, I well, one say, thing I've definitely learned, I've learned how to do some cooking I've never done before, but uh, huh. I don't eat out. I don't get takeouts. Uh, my primary care physician said, don't do it. He said, you're smart not to do that. He said, you don't know who the carriers are. Um, he said that the touchy-feely kind of thing you got to be careful of because they, they as physicians don't know. And he said, cook at home. Uh, be careful what, what, what you buy. You know, yeah. uh, just be, be real careful. and. Just don't eat out. Said, hey, okay. Julius, years yeah. and years and years ago when I had my first apartment, I made a, I made a batch of uh, beer bread. Great. You know, the alcohol evaporates, but it was great bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was. <laughs> all right. So everybody, everybody's feeling good. Y'all look good. Y'all feel, feeling good? Yeah. 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 No fun. chills, no coughs, no. Perfect. No nothing so far. Perfect. I love no, it. Trying not to. Oh, I think if the pollen bothers my nose, I'm just not going to bother to call in. <laughs> it always affects me really bad. I got some allergy medicine that I can take, but you know, I'm just just being careful. That's all you can do. So, how's hey, everybody keeping themselves occupied besides uh, binge watching, or are we binge watching TV? Well, I'll tell you what. I've got uh, the full collection of old Star Treks. I've been watching some of those in my spare time. All right, love it. <laughs> Has anybody yeah. uh, has anybody uh, been watching? And I haven't, but I've heard good things about it. There's a, a net. There's a cable show called Expanse. Yes, oh, yeah. I've heard people talk about that. They say it's quite good. It, it's on my radar. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, by the I way, just... I want to thank all of you. By the way, so the listeners know, all of you are contributors to the journal, either with apparition reports, or feature articles, or papers. Or in your case, Tim, you did you do some great reports and keep people up on what's going on with uh, the training program, as well as the podcast. So huh. we need more people like all of you. That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> well, let's multiply your uh, salary now. <gasps> oh, Julius, is that a go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I also want to thank our listeners, though. I mean, I have a number of Ken's. You're one of them that uh, contributed to the Patreon that keeps this podcast alive and i'm able to pay for a zoom is what we're talking about now there's a monthly service fee that i have so it's just one of the many things that the patreon pays for so thank you it seems patrons. to work much better than skype skype is okay but i like zoom much better yeah I, I i struggled a lot fixing audio with skype and this thing seems to be much better on the on the whole so <clears throat> yeah yeah what about you bob what have you been doing me? Oh, uh, like I said, been crunching a lot of numbers on the computer. Uh, it's been cloudy here most most of the time, so don't get as be out with a telescope or uh, you know just laying back and watching meteors. Um, Are you becoming a chef back, like Julian? Julius? Yeah. Back in <laughs> February, though, um, I did take some ultraviolet uh, uh, photographs of Venus. It actually came out surprisingly well, so I'll have to pass those along to you, Julius. Uh, yeah, send them on because. Uh, you know, we've gotten some really nice uh, images, and uh, the guy in Germany, Detlef Nietzsche, has done some beautiful drawings. Of course, he can't do it yeah. in ultraviolet, but he's yeah. done some great drawings of Venus, and I've matched those up with some of the images that I've gotten, and it's quite a good correlation between the two. I'm quite impressed. It's really difficult to get a large image in ultraviolet because 
you got to crank up the gain so much you can barely see it. Right. So, uh, exactly. It, it's a lot of uh, experimentation and a, a lot of bad photographs to, to trash. You know, you may get one good one out of every 10, but uh, still working on it. And I uh, hope to continue once the uh, weather gets a bit more favorable. What kind of a camera and equipment do you use, Bob? Well, I have a, a Celestron nine and a quarter inch uh, Schmidt Cassegrain right now, and the and the camera is one of those fancy uh, Celestron. Uh, you know, I I can't remember the, the it, it's it's one of the probably the mid mid range ones, but it it's basically a video camera allows you to to capture a certain amount. It's of a frame. webcam. Yeah, it's a yeah, basically, it, it's, it's a sophisticated webcam. Um, so uh, you know, I use that to gather, uh, you know, three thousand frames, and then you work it through the software and try to get some decent images out of it. Uh, you know, the the other plants are no problem to use, but when you're using ultraviolet and the, the image is really dim, uh, it's 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 a bit tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have I have tried the morning planets, but uh, like you said, they're really low in the south, and the seeing has just been just atrocious. So uh, none of those none of those pictures have come out at all. So, did the smoke from the fires uh, in the past months did that get in your way at all, or were you in any danger? No, no, no. Uh, I've been in this location uh, about three years now. <coughs> And uh, we've had fires to the north of us, fires to the south of us, but luckily nothing, uh, nothing near. Yeah, you're uh, in Chula Vista, or no? Actually, it's in uh, it's it's called El Cajon. Okay, it, it's it's actually almost all the way to Alpine, which is about 20 miles east of San Diego. So got a got a nice dark sky here. It's you know get a good country feeling and and, and semi country skies without being out. Too far out in the sticks, but uh, it's a big enough property where we got goats and chickens, and you know, kind of feel like farmers. <laughs> there you go. Very cool. How but, about you, uh, Ken? It, it's nice. Uh, I got uh, you know a much better sight for my for my old house. I couldn't even see Polaris. Our two story house blocked it. Wow. So so now it's it's real real easy to polar line the scope now, and. Uh, I got a hill up there by by the corral, and uh, I got a nice swath of sky, and I just love you know spending hours, uh, you know, looking at all the deep sky objects and planets. Well, if you're up all night, then this is the middle of the night for you. <laughs> you I was actually up at five, seeing if it was worth taking the scope out, but there was like a thirty mile an hour wind blowing out of the east, uh. so I thought, oh shoot. And it was too late to set up to watch any meteors, so uh, I just kind of sat back there and just just watched the, you know, enjoyed the the, the conjunction of the three planets. That's something you don't really see that often. Yeah, uh, they were pretty darn close in the sky. Mars is almost as bright as Saturn now. Yeah, it was quite impressive. I noticed that this morning. Yep, yep. So, is your setup a nice big lawn chair? Yeah, basically, and uh, I've got uh, some heating blankets, and, uh, you know, uh, you're going to laugh because it hasn't dropped below 40 degrees here, but I still get out there with all these blankets acting like an Eskimo. (laughs) 40 is cold, man. We're Californians. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, Julius is from the north. I think, Julius, aren't you originally from Pennsylvania, and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and there's such horses down here. 
Yeah, I don't mind the weather. You know, typically, just like Don Parker used to say, this the humidity during the summer months really kind of settles the sky down a lot. And we get some really, really good seeing if, if you can stand the humidity. Yeah, and, well, you're uh, on the ocean. I have, a, uh, I have a mosquito authority that comes and sprays my neighborhood for mosquitoes, and it, I don't ever see any mosquitoes. That's really nice. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. And, Jim, you're in uh, Missouri, right? Yeah, St. Louis. Uh, how is how is my voice now? You're good. I may have been too close to the microphone. Okay. At any rate, uh, dust storms have been imaged in the southern hemisphere already, <laughs> mainly by Bob Foster and Paul Max. Um, late uh, late February, uh, there was a big development. Of dust storms in the Notus and Pelisbonus region, and then further east, Pelis and near Hydroxium. So, uh, if you want to see those, just go to the dust storm uh, alerts that's in the program. Okay, really doing great, so you can re really see what's going on. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again to talk about Mars in a few months because I opposition, I think, is in October of this year. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have you you on, and we can talk about the upcoming uh, apparition of Mars. So that'll be a lot of fun. Well, one thing I have to say is uh, there's a, a new comet that's entered the system, solar system, Comet Atlas. Right, Comet Atlas, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a hold of uh, Carl Hergen, rather, to have him on the podcast so we can discuss that as well. Yes, yes. That's right. going to be pretty nice. Let's hope it's nice. Thing is, Comet of the century, guys. Yeah, we've heard <laughs> <Yeah>. that before. <laughs> what was the one, what was it, Comet Ison or whatever it was a couple of years ago where it was the comet of the big, big, big time and it went around the sun and never came back? Nothing came out the other side, yeah. Yeah, comets are that way. Temperamental little things. Yeah, I remember Comet Kohotek. Yeah, yeah. Sony Magazine oh. had a massive drawing of it on their their, uh, and the first time I saw it, <laughs> it certainly didn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. No, they all can't be hail bop. <laughs> nope. That's no. That's oh. very true. and hail bop major good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, anything else, you guys, like to share? While we're online here, I want all. No, just everybody take care of themselves and you know keep your distance and just stay healthy and well. And don't get don't catch it. Don't catch it. No. All, all right. the listeners need to join up. Eighteen bucks a year, you can all swing that. Definitely, <laughs> it's cheap. It's uh, what one cup of coffee at Starbucks. Hey, they gone down. Get so much information on solar system objects. Yep, this is uh, the place to go. Great deal. Well, by the way, before we go, uh, the announcement is also that this year's Alpo, uh, well, it used to be called a convention when everybody went, but now I call it a conference. We are going to be repeating something we did several years ago, and our conference will be held in conjunction, oh, I love that word, in conjunction with the uh, a loosely organized group called the Georgia Regional Astronomers and uh, it will be held November 6th and 7th. That's a Friday and a Saturday at uh, North Georgia College. And that's in Dahlonega, about an hour and a half north or thereabouts of Atlanta. There is no registration fee. 
the only uh, expenses will be your own transportation. Um, let's see, uh, your own lodging. And then there will be a dinner uh, on Saturday evening, the annual traditional awards dinner where the ALPA presents a service award and an observing award. But that will be, uh, <clears throat> as I said, November 7th. So if uh, any of the listeners are willing to uh, come and attend the conference and possibly even submit a paper for consideration, uh, they can get in touch with me or just get in touch with Tim, and Tim will forward your email to me. But uh, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and as, so the time, as the time gets closer, I'll talk to you. We'll have a separate okay. podcast just to talk about the conference, too. And I'll, it's on my calendar right now to attend, so hopefully I can get okay. out there for it. Good. How about you, Jim? Got anything? Yeah, uh, that conference could part of the paper session in a teleconference. That conference will be in person. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank all of you for uh, struggling along and get as I put this together, and hopefully it's not the last uh, a roundtable discussion that we can have. Yeah, yeah. we can do it again sometime. It's been great. We really all enjoyed right. it. Yeah. All right. Well, you all stay safe. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the observer's notebook podcast. I really hope you enjoyed, uh, uh, this roundtable discussion with some of the board members of the ALPO. And again, I want to apologize for some of the audio quality. We'll work very hard to fix that in the future. We upload a new episode of the Observer's Notebook every few weeks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please rate and review us. I really appreciate it. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, and Amazon Echo. You can help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon by giving up to $35 a month where you will see one year's membership to the ALPO and producer credits on the podcast. And with that, I want to thank the producer of this podcast, Steve Seedentop, for his continued generous support of the Observer's Notebook. Thank you very much, Steve. The link for Patreon as well as the link for the ALPO is in the show notes. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at at ObserversNPPod. Until next time, my hope is you always have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening and be safe out there.